What is Evolve Beyond? A podcast that touches on life's experiences and in turn guides you to your greatest wisdom, truth, and energetic potential. We are your hosts. I'm Michael Adams, human behavior specialist. And I'm Amy Elizabeth, energy evolution mentor. Together, we dive deep. So you can accelerate your highest evolution and align with who you were born to be. We are asking our listeners to come with an open mind and strongly encourage trying on a new way of thinking to transcend reoccurring patterns and themes once and for all. It is in acceptance and responsibility that we are able to do that for ourselves and our life's path. We invite you to dive deep with us and evolve beyond. Hello and welcome to Evolve Beyond Your Distractions. I'm Amy Elizabeth. And I'm Michael Adams. And today we have a fantastic show for you where we're going to show you and help you drive through your distractions that slow, delay, and block you from accomplishing the things that you set forth in your day. I am so looking forward to this one. Those of you who are my friends, this is for you because I have now been given the platform to talk to you about that annoying WhatsApp group that you guys keep <laughs> attaching me to. <laughs> right. Now, I, Amy, you're laughing. You might well do. I absolutely get castigated by people who know me for not responding to WhatsApp messages. And that includes clients. And let me just share this with you. One of my clients actually said to me, Mike, I've been WhatsApping you. You're not responding. You're not responding. What's the point of having it? So I said, look, people join me to the group and I haven't even asked to be joined. They said, yeah, but we're trying to get hold of you. So I said, well, if I answered all the groups that I've been attached to, believe you me, I'd get nothing done. And they said, but it might be important. So I said, what if I'm working on your project at the time? And the client went, oh, I'll tell my people not to contact you till the end of the day. And I said, thank you. I went on to say, however, if you call me, I will more than likely respond because I can see who's calling me rather than responding to incessant bleeps that go off on the phone. And you actually have to work out first who's calling you and then decide if it's important and warrants my attention right now. And most of it doesn't. Now that message goes out to my friends as well. I will eventually get round to seeing some of those messages, but they are not my priority. They are a distraction. And you said the word priority. And really, we want to ask you, what is your priority? What are you intentionally setting forth to finalize, finish, accomplish in your day or in your week or with projects and such? Absolutely correct. And I think that some learned people who have gone before us have used that terminology of, is your intention getting your attention and i think that is a very profound statement because in the example that i just used my attention was on my work and my intention was to finish it so they matched anything that got in the way of that that pulled me away from my intention it was actually also playing with my attention in a negative way and you know, wherever your attention goes, energy flows. So if your attention is going towards this bright, shiny object, which is the distraction, which is actually blocking, slowing, delaying 
you from finishing that project or checking that box off of your long list of things to do, then you have to ask yourself, what's really important to you? What is your priority? And often people say, how have you gotten so much done? I don't understand. And quite frankly, my number one secret is I don't do social media. Yeah, I just yeah. I can't pay attention to it. And that's one of the, the ways, but it's also understanding to put things on do not disturb. When I was building my company, we didn't have do not disturb on our cell phone. What we did have, though, was an underwear drawer. And I would put my phone <laughs> in the drawer and I would turn it off. And I would tell my family and my friends, I am not available from nine to six because I was building a company. And the clients that I had to speak to over the phone, well, that was my regulated time and there was alarm clocks for that. But in the time that I was creating or the time that I was producing something, I made sure there were no distractions around me. And that's number one. What is in your peripheral? One of my mentors told me once to take everything off my desk at the end of the night so that when I walked into my office during the day, I would see a blank slate. And then my mind wouldn't be in a place of chaos. My mind would be in a place of calm and building whatever kind of a day, creating it with a blank, clean slate. And I think that that's really important. And I'm also really clear that not having too many things around your space is very important because those things hold energy and they can be distractions. And I know I'm talking about these little finite picky things, but all of this helps to focus your energy, to focus your intention on what you're really wanting to do and accomplish. And I think the big point there is that there are so many things that are vying for our attention. We live in a society that's impatient, that expects answers now. So we don't necessarily invest the quality in what we are doing because the distraction is calling us and it's vying for our attention. And it's not whispering, it's shouting, it's demanding. And life in the way that it's lived nowadays, and here I go again on my hobby horse of the whole consumer-led lives, is full of these distractions that are saying, look at me, address me now. And before we know it, we're responding to those prompts like it's normal. The amount of people that you see who will respond to social media tweets, their phones are constantly in their hands waiting for that next message, whilst they're also working on probably an important document or something of that nature. It, it never fails to surprise me. Yeah, that is how a lot of mistakes get made. I, I do agree with that. And I think that one of the things you're also talking about is television, media, and all of the messages that they are giving us are very distracting because it throws us off our center and it gets us swept up in the way of drama. And, you know, Michael and I were having this conversation before this recording and we were talking about healthy distractions versus unhealthy distractions. And I don't really think that there's a thing. I think a distraction is a distraction is a distraction. There is no healthy distraction. And I mean, you could say that yeah. a relationship, that's a lot of fun and it lightens you up. That could be a healthy distraction. Yeah, you could say that, but I don't know that that's really true. And I think a lot of us like to make excuses that, well, I'm taking a break or I'm doing this. Now, 
that's great when that's intentional because your intention is talking about resting, mm -hmm. resting your mind, yeah. your eyes, your body, whatever. That's fantastic. But let's be honest. And are you being honest with yourself? When you're watching TV and you're turning it off and all of a sudden the newscaster comes on and starts talking about X, Y, and Z that happened. And then you call your friend. And you're like, oh, my goodness, did you know this happened? Or you're spreading the story that somebody else, because you answered the phone and you are imbibing in a story that's not about you, hmm? that's a distraction. And I think that that's one of the most common distractions that we have is we get in other people's processes. And when we're in somebody else's story and somebody else's life, we're not intentionally in ours. And so if our attention is outside of ourselves and elsewhere, that doesn't have to do with our accomplishments or what it is that we set out to achieve, then honestly, like, what are you doing? I couldn't have said that any better. And what I think that does bring me to is that place of prioritization. How often do we stand still and ask ourselves, what am I prioritizing right now? I don't, and, and it's funny. And I love that you brought that up because I think that that's a really important uh, question for all of us to ask ourselves to be more aware. And whether it's we ask, what are we prioritizing or what is the objective of the day? Maybe even there's three objectives. If the objective of the day for mothers out there is to prepare their kids' foods or the menus for dinner or whatever it is, then that's their objective. If the objective is to run eight miles, then get your ass out there. If the objective is to finalize the last chapter of the book that you're writing, then sit your butt down. Yeah. Yeah. Take the action that shows the intent, that demonstrates yeah. the intent. Absolutely. And, and then flow happens, right? A flow does happen, but you've got to start the repetitious practice of intentionally setting your attention on what it is you're setting out to do. Yeah. And some of these things can be set up, as we say, as habit, as routine. Uh, and a good example for me, I would wake up every day and tell my better half that I loved her. I would make sure that I said something to my children because uh, my intent was to acknowledge them. And then I could go on my way and start the rest of my day. And again, I may come into work and I may look around at the staff and say something with intent. And they would know that when I'm talking to them, that they've got my attention. I am listening. I am present with them. It isn't tokenism. It's real. And what happens is you develop stronger relationships, stronger bonds, because they feel your intent and that they've got your attention. So, Michael, I want to come back to the question asking. What happens when somebody is in the whirlwind of distraction and they're swept away by whether it's emotional drama or just all of the things and they don't stop and breathe and inquire and they don't ask the question, what am I prioritizing right now? Well, I think the, the point you've raised there takes us to that very human thing of panic or disorientation because very often that's what happens. We all of a sudden have not fixed ourselves anywhere in any space and everything's coming at us. It's overwhelming and it can be 
consuming because you've got all this stuff vying for your attention and you haven't separated them out because your intent may be to deal with all of it, but not all of it can have your attention. So that's where we're mismatched because the intent is all of it need, needs dealing with and I'm going to deal with it. But actually your attention can only go one place at a time. And that causes frustration, disorientation, instead of us taking that deep breath, stepping back, being aware that what will get done will get done when it can be done and it won't be done before. So how do you feel about list building? There are many different management tools out there of which list building is one, but for you to generate a list, there still needs to be a level of prioritization. What mm -hmm. comes first, what makes number one on your list and what makes 10? There's got to be some level of prioritization. And the only way that you clear your list is by working on things one at a time. Mm -hmm. And that brings me to a really great point. We live in a modern day where most of our project management systems are online, right? Because we're talking to people all over the world. And so that's how a lot of things get done quicker. So if you don't have a project management system and you're a very busy person, I would suggest that. Definitely. And I'm not plugging anything here, but I love Monday.com. <laughs> I think it's fantastic. <laughs> I, I do. I think it's fantastic. It, it runs all the companies. It, it really does. It's amazing. But for anybody who's listening who would like a great tool, there is something called forcing the choice. And so you have your long list of things to do. So grab a piece of paper and a pen. And for our listeners who are wanting to participate in this exercise in understanding another new tool or way to prioritize, I want you to write an objective that you're looking to meet. So maybe it's a money objective, maybe it's a new skill or tool that you want to learn, or maybe it's, I don't know, buying a new house, whatever it might be that you're really wanting to, to get to. Okay. And then you're going to write down a list of up to seven things. Try to, to keep it a little low, but it's the first things that come into your mind. And these might be household items as well. And sometimes cleaning the kitchen is the most distracting thing. When we have a messy kitchen and we walk into it, it can really clutter our mind and not afford us the opportunity to open ourselves up to possibilities in our life. Even something that doesn't seem to correlate like making some extra money. So as Michael's been writing his list, Michael, what's your objective? Tell our listeners. So my objective is to, let's say, earn another 50,000 pounds over the next six months. Be nice to take the family on a break. Awesome. Okay. And so what are some of the things that you wrote on your list that are just floating around your head, taking some real estate and some space that need to get accomplished and also some things that you need to do in order to make that extra money? Okay. Well, the things that come to mind is I certainly need to increase my networking. I also need to revamp my schedules, take another look at those. I've got to use some time to create some seminars because there's been some demand for me to go out and do more seminars. I have to declutter my office space. It's just building up. I also need to create and look at my pricing structure. And in between all of that, I also have to make some priority for taking my mum to 
hospital on her hospital appointments. Okay, great. Okay, so this is how we're going to do this. We're going to look at the first thing that you said, which was networking and creating some space and time around that. So would networking or revamping your schedule be more important or get you closer to accomplishing that objective? Certainly revamping my schedule would definitely be something that I'd prioritize. Okay. So now revamping your schedule or creating seminars, which would get you closer to meeting your objective? Revamping my schedule would still be the number one. Number one. Okay, great. So revamping your schedule or decluttering. Good point. Decluttering, actually. Okay. So now that takes precedence and that's number one. Okay. So now we do decluttering or creating a new price structure. Decluttering. Okay. So now decluttering or prioritizing mom's hospital visits. Mum's hospital visits would be the most important thing, but they're not daily like some of these other things. Okay, so mom's hospital visits. So this is a good one. So visiting your mother in the hospital, will that get you closer to 50,000 pounds? No, it won't. Okay, so then therefore it actually does take the backseat. Does that make sense? I understand in terms of the objective. In terms of the objective, and this is why this is important, that we have an objective and we create a list and we put all kinds of things on this list. And sometimes people have a list of 10 and 20 and that's fine. But once you get the point, then you can start to do this yourself and you understand that some of the things on our list actually sort of go into clusters together and they can be scheduled together or even delegated together. And you also see how sometimes our list actually has duplicates of different items. So decluttering your office is number one. So we've got that circled. So that's going to be the first thing. So you'll schedule that and you'll make sure that that's the first thing that you do. Okay. So now we're going to go back to networking or revamping your schedule, which comes first. Revamping my schedule. Okay. So that revamping your schedule or creating seminars. Revamping my schedule. Okay. Revamping your schedule or creating a price structure. Revamping my schedule. Revamping your schedule or mom. That's the one for me that I'm struggling with in line with the objective, because to me, my mum would always be the priority. Okay. Well, so what's also interesting is revamping your schedule might actually look like that's where you put mom in that yeah. place. Yeah. So the two of them are actually going to go into the same exact piece because what you're going to do is actually schedule in mom with revamping your schedule. So I'm going to put mom and revamping schedule together. Okay, so now we've just taken one thing off of your list. Great. Okay, so that's number two. So we've got decluttering number one. We've got mom and revamping schedule number two. Okay, and then we're going to go back to networking or creating a seminar. Creating a seminar. Okay, so that's number three. Okay, creating a seminar or price structure. Creating a seminar. Okay, all right. So that's number three. And so then we go back to networking or creating a price structure. Creating a price structure. Okay. So that's number four. And then five is obviously networking. And part of networking also, remember, will also go into the scheduling. So a lot of this can actually go into scheduling. So you can put mom in scheduling, you can put network and the times that you can network. So you can do a little bit of research around some of the events that you can go to, some people you can call and talk to, creating a list of other entrepreneurs. And I I like group in with. And I like that. I like the the way that that worked and surely some of this i'm assuming works to the way your mind works and the way that you put things together because for me the reason 
that what would appear to be deprioritized networking is that I want to have all of these things ready so that they become the subject of my networking. Exactly. So, but you do obviously have to have creating the seminar before you network so that you understand Absolutely. what it is that you're communicating. So what this does is it gives you a understanding or even an outline of the structure of meeting the objective. And then you meet the objective quite easily. It's a great tool. I love the way it works. And I don't know for anybody listening, if you've been doing your own thing and drawing your own list, just the process of seeing it has helped me greatly to create that prioritization. Mm -hmm. And you can also see when this list grows longer, how you can actually lump in subcategories to one specific yeah. category. And you really recognize that actually your list isn't as long and it's not as daunting as you thought it was. Yeah. What I call nesting, you kind of nest it into the category and that way you create a flow for mm -hmm. those particular items. Fantastic. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And this really does diminish your distractions. I found that this was one of the best tools that I used during building my company in the very early stages of building my business. Well, Amy, thank you so much. And believe it or not, this brings the current series of Evolve Beyond to a close. Hopefully you've enjoyed this journey. We hope we've given you things that are easily translatable in your lives. And we look forward to seeing you in series number two. Amy, the last words are with you. This has just begun. And this journey is peeling away the outer layer of the artichoke petals. And we look forward to going deeper with you and diving into the heart of really who you are on a soul level, from a spiritual standpoint, from an energetic standpoint, and how we can adopt these principles and live fully and happily and peacefully in the physical world. And we invite you to share these episodes with those who you love and those who you know could use this wisdom, this truth, this energetic potential, because we really are creating a movement of connection and co-creation. So thank you for joining this journey, this movement, and sharing your time with us. Evolve Beyond. Who is Amy Elizabeth? Amy's formal background is in psychology and education. And over the past two decades, she has coupled this with multiple forms of energy medicine to assist her clients in identifying and living their highest evolution. She believes evolution is an everyday choice that we can all access and her work focuses on assisting you to clear and create pathways to a fulfilling, majestic and holistic spiritual existence. She utilizes ancient tools and rituals backed by scientific methods to achieve this. Having worked with high achievers, influencers, many decorated officers, professional athletes, business leaders and entrepreneurs, she has co-created a map to navigate living the life you were created to live in connectivity, joy and peace. 
Who is Michael Adams? Michael is a human behavior specialist who focuses on psychology and talking therapies. He is also an internationally respected marketing consultant, mentor, business growth strategist, and public speaker. In a professional career that spans over 40 years, he has practiced in the areas of elite professional sport, corporate business, public and private sector environments. In the past decade, his focus has been in the field of personal development, looking at improving individuals' dialogue with themselves in order to reach their full potential in life. He continues to develop new techniques that can be simply deployed by individuals in their everyday lives.